Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. I think uh, that the, um, the qualities uh, of the heart, that, uh, the four qualities of the heart that uh, we chant uh, at night with uh, Rachel um, can uh, really uh, provide um, uh, give us a clue or, um, or be suggestions on how we can um, on the how the how to be with uh, uh, phenomena, the different things happening in body, heart, situations, uh, society. And uh, so we're kind of invoking them uh, at night here. And, uh, and today, during the day, it, uh, it, might be, uh, it might be in our minds in the heart, you know, to, uh, to check out which one of these uh, could be the wise response to what's happening. And also last uh, evening, uh, very powerfully, I think uh, Jeff uh, in, in, uh, invoked uh, uh, compassion, uh, kind of brought it in the room in a vibrant way so that it might still be alive here uh, this morning in the room or inside of us. And um, I'm uh, playing with this uh, these days in, uh, in my own practice. I couldn't say successfully at this point, but I'm definitely, uh, uh, definitely doing some exploration around this. And uh, the kind of basis of my exploration is thinking, what if there was only four ways to be with things, no other choices, just four ways. And what if I could either um, uh, bring friendliness to what is happening, care, uh, benevolence, goodwill, so that's one option for me. What if uh, this was one option or another option was uh, tenderness, especially if uh, what is experienced is difficult. What uh, if tenderness was uh, an option here? If not, maybe I could um, I could consider joy, you know, especially for what is beautiful, touching, joy, appreciation, gratitude. That as uh, one option, rejoicing about what works what is good, what has meaning, richness, you know, beauty, connection, however it feels. Uh, and uh, uh, 
as a last choice, uh, stability of mind, you know, balance of mind, equilibrium uh, that could be expressed maybe through uh, courage or calm or something like this. So just uh, playing with this, what if the, these were the choices of how to hold whatever is happening in the body, mind, or in the world? And comes to mind um, uh, Zenju Earthlin Manuel, who's a, a Buddhist teacher here in America. And uh, she has a beautiful book that you might want to read or have uh, read. Uh, it's called The Way of Tenderness. And uh, she talks in this book about, uh, as a wise response, she talks about uh, complete, complete tenderness towards what's happening. And in the book, she specifically talks about um, uh, intersectionality being uh, a black woman, uh, queer, um, maybe in a Buddhist uh, environment uh, that is uh, uh, where she practices maybe uh, or was practicing. uh, And it's the case in many places uh, where it's uh, led, uh, taught by uh, white converts, uh, male, heterosexual, uh, cis. Um, And uh, anyway, she talks about it so beautifully and powerfully in the book of how this was uh, unrecognized, how the kind of power play privilege and and uh, and a response is to bring complete tenderness to this, like a deep sense of acknowledgement of the pain of this. So not a turning away, not a, a collapsing, not a closing down, but an opening, which is um, to me appears as a heroic, uh, remarkable kind of these kinds of terms. And so, um, yeah, here today, uh, with whatever phenomena shows up, um, yeah, again, inwardly, relationally, uh, um, emotionally, physically, you know, uh, if if it um, if it's interesting to you, of course, you know, uh, uh, and you want to work in this way, maybe think about this: like, oh, could this be held uh, with care, or maybe with tenderness, or maybe the appropriate response is joy, is appreciation, is uh, is um, gratitude, recognition of the beauty uh, of this particular event, you know, that is happening now for me, or stability of mind. And 
stability of mind is, is a very rich uh, topic, but maybe just, I'll say just in the passing like this, that uh, stability, we could think of it, there's so many ways to, to, to think of it, but, um, or equanimity, uh, as you know in Buddhist psychology, this word equanimity. It's a vibrant heart that, doesn't, uh, that is able to feel what is beautiful and what is disturbing, uh, staying resourced, not easy. But uh, one of the ways to explore stability of mind um, in the face of the difficult, the pleasurable, and uh, the neutral, where we often get destabilized, you know, nothing's happening, why is nothing happening, you know, this is so boring, why am I here, doubt, you know, agitation. So a way to um, bring stability could be to just bring one part of curiosity in the field, in the relationship with what's happening, and one part of calm. Could I bring a little bit of curiosity and a little bit of calm? And what is possible here as I'm doing my work meditation? One part of calm one part of uh, engagement as I'm being just here in the room by myself. How would that contribute to the experience? So that's uh, a few uh, thoughts around the how to be with the different phenomena. You know, how to be with posture, how to be with activities of the body, how to be with sensory experience, how to be with moods or emotions. Um, Maybe just a few more words here about um, kind of obsessive uh, thinking, if that happens to you, compulsive or habitual and um, so I've noticed in me that uh, often when I keep thinking about something, I keep returning to something, uh, retelling the story again and again. Does that happen to you? <laughs> oh, just on that side. <laughs> you didn't on that side. People don't do that. <laughs> on Rachel's team, you're good. <laughs> Um, and so uh, what I've noticed uh, sometimes is, and check this out, is that true for you with your current uh, obsession or, uh, you know, um, what, what the mind is fascinated by or hooked into? Uh, to me, often I find that there is um, unresolved, maybe, Something is unresolved, and it's really hard for me to be with unresolved. But maybe it's unacknowledged, you know, it's, it's not been named, as in rain, uh, recognizing, you know. And so I'll retell the story, retell the story, and at some point if I'm able to recognize and stop and say, Hey, Pascal, is it possible that there is something unresolved here? Can it be okay right now? that it's unresolved. Then I can, you know, 
go a little bit deeper and not be in the superficial trying to solve, trying to solve, you know, but just rest in that um, discomfort of things being unresolved in this relationship or about this that happened in the past or this that might or will it happen in the future. Can it be okay, Pascal, just now that we don't know, that it's unresolved? And I'm often surprised by the alchemy that happens there where suddenly the unresolves, instead of being a problem, becomes a portal to tenderness. Things being unresolved. It's such a human experience. Not knowing is such a core human experience. Can it be allowed? Can it be felt like this? It's going to happen again. You know, could that be the doorway to tenderness? If it's not unresolved, maybe it appear um, as uncertain. You know, something is uncertain. Will it happen? Will it not happen? Oh, it's uncertain. Or maybe it's uncontrollability. This escapes me in some way, like I don't have complete control over this. Can we be okay for a few moments at least? Can we allow uncontrollability to be known? This is mindfulness. It's interested in phenomena of nature, in occurrences of nature, and in a human experience. Lack of control is definitely uh, one of the features. Can it be okay? that I don't have control. Just okay for now, for a moment. You know, maybe the whole system will say, no, not okay. Of course. Of course. Very natural that it wouldn't feel okay at all. But it's a way maybe to explore this uh, and to get out of the obsessive thinking, to, to drop into kind of the nature of reality imperfect, unstable, unreliable. If we're hanging out with things that are difficult in the body or in the heart or, you know, in our relationship, our society, if it's with us, it's not easy to be with what is difficult. So one of the skills of practice, and I'll finish finish with this, one of the skills of practice, and it's sometimes available and sometimes it's not, but it's definitely um, um, skillful to um, be in contact with what is beautiful, uh, bring peace to the mind, uh, so nature, beauty, uh, is really skillful to actually uh, um, go towards that uh, if we're hanging out in, uh, you know, in the difficult uh, parts of our experience. So you know, sometimes it takes the form of a tea because of warmth and uh, 
you know, some comfort that can come from that. Sometimes it takes the form of sitting in the upper room, in a sofa, or with less people, because it might be triggering. Sometimes it's a walk uh, in the woods. You know, and all these can be done with uh, presence, but also can be nurturing. You know, so what is nurturing? Or if bringing back these uh, wishes of metta or compassion, uh, loving kindness and compassion that we talked about, uh, brings a little respite to the aching heart, or, you know, to the struggle, then it's very, very skillful to do this. Go for fresh air at the mealtime if, if it feels good to you, if it's a good idea for you to go around the loop with a brisk walk, you know, and get to experience maybe so the joy of moving or of a tingling in the cheeks, you know, whatever is available that uh, is nourishing is, uh, is uh, legal. Actually, skillful, especially when the heart is uh, shaky or heavy, to actually, uh, you know, soothe, soothe it in some ways. Okay, let's uh, practice this. Practice this together. And please don't don't get too formal. <coughs> it's uh, not worth it. Just uh, life continuing. And see if uh, this morning, just now, you want to do this eyes open or closed. Sometimes when the eyes are closed, it's more intense inside. It might be what we want, or it might be bringing up concentration, and it's good. Sometimes... uh, good idea to open the eyes to give some uh, not be too not feel too much the intensity of the inside be nourished by the light or colors or quietness in the room Not imposing anything, not looking for anything, just discovering what's there. Body sitting, breathing, alive, with tingling, with hearing. Just by being here with the the body resting, breathing, or with the silence. At some point we'll uh, discover how 
What's the inner ambiance here in this heart or mind? if we can uh, allow things to be just like this inside right now, flat, neutral, charged, lovely, spacious, contracted. Oh, that's how it is right now. Can it be okay? Can it be known? either with kindness what is there, or with joy, with tenderness. With a stable, balanced acceptance.
staying around here, accompanying well what is uh, presenting itself in body, in heart. It could be uh, anything or nothing. Stabilizing the presence. High quality, caring, careful presence. If we notice that the way we're meeting what is here is by wanting something else or by despising what's there or not noticing it, just becoming aware of this, of the attitude, no judgments. Oh, it's like this right now. Maybe just becoming aware of this will allow for something else, another response another relationship to emerge. Recognizing, allowing, seeing if it's possible to be with for a moment.
How's the mind right now in relationship to what's happening? Is it missing it out or caught somewhere? Is it in a relationship of uh, maybe friendliness with what's there or care or tenderness or appreciation? Curious or calm. No judgment, just we want to know what's going on. Maybe reorient. Thank you. One of the common uh, misunderstandings about this uh, practice is that we might, and it would make sense that we would, we might think, uh, oh, it seems like this practice is to accept everything in in a very passive way, just noticing what's there, doing nothing about it. And so, um, and that's that's not what the practice is meant for. Um, what we're developing here is a capacity to really uh, feel what is happening um, outside, uh, externally, and internally, as we say it in this psychology, to actually be able to take in what is there and um, in an economical way, not losing uh, energy, uh, you know, in all, in all the ways that it can be lost, in, uh, you know, projection and... Um, and uh, agitation, and um, the falling apart, and the obsession. So we want to really be able to feel, have access to more information uh, uh, externally about what's really happening, so not be in the habitual reactivity or denial or missing on what's really happening, be able to really read what's happening outward and inwardly also. And inwardly, it means integrity, to actually really be able to feel what is true? What what needs to be done here? What what is the what are the boundaries? What uh, you know? Um, instead of maybe what we've uh, been conditioned to, our conditioned response from uh, what society has told us that you shouldn't talk or you should or you should always talk or you know, <laughs> like so to to come from a place of more integrity, and uh, so that's the gift of independence, so that we pay attention actually to to be in relationship, to engage with the world. Uh, so here we develop that capacity to really feel what's going on, to understand what's going on for ourselves, and then uh, participate, contribute, uh, set boundaries if that's what's needed, speak up, stand up, uh, lay down, you know, all these forms that are very political, huh? of sitting, standing, walking, uh, and so, you know, I, uh, it's, this would uh, mean that we could become really engaged in our own life, whatever that life is. And so, uh, I mean, I'm just thinking in terms of what I'm suggesting. Uh, could things be met with uh, 
friendliness or love. You know, Dr. King comes to mind as an appropriate response to injustice, you know. Uh, or I'm thinking, um, uh, just after I, I spoke here this morning, suddenly uh, one of your uh, hero, uh, uh, or shiro, came, came to mind, uh, Fanny Lou Hamer. And I, 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 I just remember, I think, uh, in 64, there was an Atlanta um, a Democratic Convention and uh, and she was there, and she spoke really, really powerfully about uh, uh, you know the, uh, the the right and the the, the need for um, African American to be part of the Democratic Party and and be present. I hope I'm not mis- mis- mistakenly, but I just remember her being so clear, and uh, you know coming from the cotton fields, you know, and and the, and. And these very powerful people were saying, who are you? Who are you? And she was like, hey, how many bags of cotton can you pick in one day? You know, you don't come to this, to, to my strength, you know, so I'm going to meet you. And so this, there was such stability in that mind, such uh, no, knowledge, inner knowledge of who one was, you know. And so here these practices to me are to become clear about uh, who we are and how we want to be in the world and what world we want to live in. And so that uh, seems to me like uh, an excellent way to, uh, to bring about the changes that we want to, to see. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll stop here. Um, we have a few minutes for uh, questions about practice or, or um, nuances, things that haven't been named, that should be named. Or Yes, please. Thank you, Jeff. So I had a question about walking meditation. Yes. Um, so in sitting, um, we use something as an anchor and then, you know, go into open awareness. Is that also a possibility in walking meditation and how to do it? Yeah, very much so. Um, what's worked for you? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So, so far, you know, the, the leg movement, it works great as an anchor, but then, going into open awareness, um, that's a difficult aspect because then I stop noticing the leg movement. So I'm not sure how to go about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, you can uh, do both, play with both, and at different times, uh, they're tools. Huh? So at different times, what does the mind need to stay present? And sometimes it needs to be a little bit more like this. Like in the hall here, it might be just the breath or just sounds or just the quietness, you know, uh, that uh, is a good way to to stay uh, present. Similarly, it could be a practice a little bit like this, like I'm doing this as one-pointed. So it could be just the leg or very classic, it would be just the feet, you know, so the one feet lifting, uh, moving and placing. And we even... 
uh, might slow down to the point where we can really see it in three parts. Uh, lifting, moving, placing, lifting. And so all the attention suddenly is born uh, kind of in the feet, knowing the feet from within the feet. And so that you're one-pointed like this. And another way to practice in the hall, as in the walking, could be, as you say, an open awareness. And this might uh, be uh, what's needed sometimes, what's possible, and sometimes not. Uh, and here, it seems like we are inviting this a lot, huh? an open awareness. And so the way uh, it works, I'm doing like this, because there's one point, which is the present time, but the field is open, you know. So as I'm sitting here, aware of hearing, aware of hand, aware of heartbeat, you know, it's always, I'm always staying present, but the objects are changing. So in the walking, you could do this if it works for you, you know. And so I like to walk like this. So as I walk, you know, I'll feel the wind. And so it's the primary impression. It's, it's working by impressions, you could say, what, what shows up. If you feel like you're losing yourself either in the hall or outside, then it might be skillful to come back to say, hey, let's reduce the field of awareness. And that's also the magic of mindfulness, no? It can appear like now in the feet. Boink. It's great, huh? I had a teacher uh, who would say, mindfulness or awareness doesn't have a form. It allows it to take the form of different things. It can take the form, like reveal, or almost you could almost say become, like the awareness could become the feet, or it can become the breath, or marry the breath, or reveal the breath. It can even reveal the state of mind. It's so formless that it can reveal uh, sadness as well as toes. You know, it's that pliable. Huh? It's that it just reveals what is there. And so, and so we have the capacity to actually direct it sometimes and sometimes to let it be free to move. But with this added value of knowing what is known. Uh, and so in the practice today, if you, if you want, uh, yeah, you could, a uh, very classic way to practice is, uh, let's say there's 45 minutes of walking, 15 minutes you just feel the, maybe the body moving, the stepping, legs, let's say. F 15 minutes later, you slow down a little bit, and then you feel just the feet, just the stepping. stepping. 15 minutes later, you slow down even a little bit more and feel the lifting, pushing, placing. Lifting, pushing, placing. And if something comes to the very foreground, like suddenly there's, you know, amazing uh, boredom or, you know, something happens, a moose walks by, you know, I think it's worth leaving the feet. Or maybe not. Maybe you'll, you're like, <laughs> you know, really like, I'm staying with the lifting, although there's a moose walking by. <laughs> or maybe you'll stop and let this be felt. Let that thing be experienced. Whoa. That is not usual for moi, urban moi. <laughs> is that helpful a little bit? Yes, thank okay, you. Okay, thank you. So, um, um, so one of the things that the teacher is trying to do, it's very tricky. As hands are coming up, 
uh, or even if there's only one hand coming up, the intention of this teacher is um, for a diversity of voices uh, to speak. So um, I don't want to assume gender, yet I, I play a little bit with this because I'd like to hear different voices, different ages, different colors, different... Uh, and so um, it's very tricky thing to do because, you know, it works a bit on assumption. But um, I want you to know that's something that is in the, my mind, you know, that I would like to have non-gendered voice uh, be able to speak or, uh, you know, like and anyone could. And sometimes it means we need to leave a little space and wait, you know, if another hen comes up. And uh, anyway, I hope it's okay that I say this um, saying that it's going to be done imperfectly, but there's this intention, uh, and and I think it's good if collectively we also hold this uh, together, saying, "Hey, that wouldn't that be nice?" You know. So, uh, yeah. No more hands. That <laughs> 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 stopped everything. <laughs> yes, please. Occasionally when sitting, I feel the bodily sensations are so strong that there's doesn't leave a lot of space for awareness of other emotions or anything that's arising other than whatever I'm feeling at the moment in the body. And if you have any guidance on how to deal with that and to, to hold it and focus on it but not let it become overwhelming. So bodily sensations are... I, I'm, I'm going to repeat uh, just to make sure I heard you well because I had a wave of... Uh, after what I just said, I had waves of uh, interactivity. <laughs> so I was not 100% available, but I think I heard you say <laughs> physical sensations are strong and sometimes they, they're so primary that it's hard to feel uh, you know, states of mind and things like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was still available somewhat. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what to do with this? Mm-hmm. The first thing that comes to mind is at the first, very first level would be like, can it be okay that that this this will be the object apparently because it's so strong that this will. Uh, be what will be at the center of the experience. So um, just to play with the idea that sh- it shouldn't be, or if there is a version to the situation, to re- reduce it to the... the ma- can it be okay that it's like this right now? So, so uh, seeing if that can be okay. And after, yeah, what comes to mind for me is to say, yes, thank you, so strong, so present, thank you so much. What else is happening you know, what else is happening? So not denying, not uh, bypassing, it's clearly there. But what else, what else could be noticed? And, um, and then, yeah, deliberately bringing the attention to this, uh, the other things that may be more in the background or foggy or distant because of, you know, the elephant in the room. Uh, and uh, I think that maybe by bringing interest, clarity about this, I am really interested 
by other occurrences, other phenomena, I would think that maybe the mind would develop the capacity to recognize either underneath or as part of what's happening, uh, the quality of knowing that is there, uh, or the attitude that is kind of behind. Or, uh, so what I've learned from my teacher in practice, that interest is extremely powerful. So I'm curious about the other stuff happening behind this. You know, uh, that, um, yeah, curiosity is very, very powerful. Uh, yeah, that was what comes to mind. And I'm, yeah? Thank you. I'm wondering if uh, Bunny or Rachel have uh, something in their great wisdom that comes to mind to add. Well, I would ask is it pain in the body? Is it unpleasant sensation? Uh, most of the time. <laughs> is it, uh, is it, uh, painful is it unpleasant yeah um temperature or tension or kicking <laughs> kicking <laughs> oh is there somebody else in there <laughs> wow <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> So you're actually getting messages from somebody else. They're saying, oh, I like this, mom. No. <laughs> um, I think um, I have a similar thing where I, um, my mindfulness wants, um, it always goes to more subtle and subtle things. And sometimes sensations in the body can be very, very subtle. And um, But I think that... Uh, if you can really stay with that, that's solidly first foundation, and it's actually pretty good practice. It's excellent practice, really. And then uh, I would just say, as um, Pascal said, to draw down into uh, sensations, like it's one big sensation, but then investigate a little bit more closely. Investigation is the uh, major mental factor for wisdom to arise. So investigation is always really good. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Hi, baby. <laughs> there was a... Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I'm aware of time. So many things happening in reality. Time being one of them, apparently. So group meetings for some of us. For some of us, the exploration of um, uh, uh, walking. Um, uh, we're in the heart of the practice now of the retreat. It's very, very precious. There's been two days that we paid high price, <laughs> you know, uh, of collecting, collecting, starting over again. This is extremely precious. Um, and so there's a way, a, a very classic I would say Burmese-style practice that is uh, slowing down in activities of the day. So I invite you, if you want to play with this, it's known to be a very powerful kind of practice, to do things a little bit more slowly than we usually do, just to make things stand out, huh? like putting on shoes, opening doors. Uh, it's community living in many spaces. We can't do extra slow, you know, as we 
But there's a way that we can actually slow down here and there, you know, as the body lifts or leaves the room, just slow down a little bit. Um, one of the ways of understanding what we're doing would be to say, at the end of the retreat, there wouldn't be one thing done habitually. Everything would be done consciously. Wow, interesting. Yeah? <laughs> Maybe even thinking. That would be good for everybody around you and for you, for us, to actually even think consciously. So any activity of the body, speech, or inner speech, could be done uh, consciously. And so, let's start with body. You know, and if you want to slow down a little bit as you move around the building, even when you're in your room alone and nobody else sees you, if you need to speed up, speed up, nobody will know. <laughs> but then when you reach the door... <laughs> but if you want to play with this, it uh, makes things highlight themselves, you know, and uh, it's a way to develop sensitivity. And so the secret of this practice, we say in retreat, probably everywhere, is continuity. So keep the presence going. It's the most economical way to practice. Because stop and go is very, very um, exhausting. So staying around uh, as we move from one place to the other. So now going to the walking practice. Uh, try to stay around. Be there as you're uh, doing the different things you do, to the if you want, and to the best of your ability. That's uh, good enough. So precious day of uh, practicing together in community, um, and we'll hang out together again later. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.